promises for which it is sent forth and would not return empty. I pray that our faith be encouraged. I pray that if we've lost our wonder, Lord God, our awe, that it would be returned to us, Lord God, and that we would see and know, Lord, that you have come to be with us. Thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I love, 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 love verse 23 in this chapter 1. It says that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. It is truly this verse, the glorious truth of the gospel. These three words, God with us, changed our accessibility, our knowledge, our experience, our relationship with the almighty triune God. Those three words, God with us. Because we read in scripture that before this point, God would deal with his people in a corporate way. God would deal with his people through the leaders, the prophets, the kings, the priests. And he would um, communicate through them with his people. He would deal with them through ceremonies and through rituals. But... It is at this time in history that it is declared that, that he declares that no longer will we have to go through other people, but God has come to be with us Amen. in a personal way. In a personal way. God with us is God in Christ is with us in a blessed communication. We can communicate with God. He speaks to us and he speaks in us and he speaks through us, right? And in these last days, he has spoken through his son and he speaks through the Holy Spirit. That still small voice that we have, voice of consolation, voice of warning, warning, voice of instruction, voice of direction. I hope that you are able to have that communication with God. I hope that you have come to know Christ and enjoy this personal relationship and communion with him. Because his desire, God's desire since the beginning of time, since the world was placed in motion in the heart of God, has always been to have a personal holy communion, a relationship with you and with me, a relationship with his creation. And that's amazing. The purpose and plan of God is centered on the fact that he wants, desires, seeks, and puts forth a plan to have relationship with you and with me. Now, this knowledge is not given all in one shot. This knowledge is not one-time revelation, but it has gradually unfolded through the years. It took about 1,500 years and some 40 inspired writers of the Bible. And we see that from Genesis to Revelation, a crimson road has been paved back to the heart of God. Hallelujah. A road that has been prepared for you and for me to be in relationship with with God hallelujah and this knowledge is and this road is prepared for who for whosoever should believe 
for whosoever should believe. Doesn't matter who we are, where we come from, our knowledge, our riches, our fame, our education, our nationality, our language. For whosoever believes, the road is open for you back to the heart of God. Alfred Thompson Eads says this, and he says it so well when he writes, ever close to his heart, to God's heart, is the company of hell-deserving sinners brought back into inseparable fellowship and communion with his own great heart of love. That is what he seeks us that we were on the road to hell. We were on the road to being lost, but he calls us back to his heart. And it is incredible to think that in all the vastness of God's creation, the heavens, the hosts, the galaxies, the suns, the constellations, the universe upon universe, in all that splendor and all that grandeur, yet his heart is to have relationship with you hallelujah and with me so he came god with us the great preacher charles spurgeon says like this god with us is an exquisite delight god with us and all that that means god his name and all that deity the infinite jehovah with us this is good news this good news is worthy of the songs of the angels when they appeared to the shepherds that night and they sang glory to god in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to men god with us us is worthy of the foresight of the wise men who was searching and following that star God with us is worthy of a new star in heaven God with us he who was born in Bethlehem he is God and he is God with us hallelujah God in his name alone lies all the majesty but God with us there we find mercy. God alone, his name alone has all the glory. But God with us, there we find grace. God alone might strike fear and awe and wonder in our hearts. But God with us inspires hope and inspires confidence. God with us. Hallelujah. Now, why was this declaration made by the prophet all those years ago, Isaiah? Why the words of the prophet? There are so many observations that we can make. Why God with us? But I want to focus on three observations this morning that originally were put forth by um, the scholar Meyer Perlman. He says that, number one, we desperately, desperately needed God with us because we needed to know the Father. Jesus' work here on earth was to reveal the Father to us. He says in John 14, these words you hear, Jesus speaking, are not of my own, but they belong to the Father who sent me. The word of a man or person is by which he expresses himself. We express ourselves through our words, right? We communicate with others. We make our feelings known to others. And by our words, we give uh, what we say, what we want, what we want to accomplish so that our, the will or what we desire can be done. In the same way, the word of God is the way in which he expresses himself through us. How he expects 
to us. He expresses his power. He expresses his will. And Christ Jesus is that word. Because through him, through Christ, God has revealed his divine plan for us. God reveals his will. God reveals his purpose. And by him, God communicates and contacted us, his creation. We express ourselves through words, and, but God expresses himself through his son. And the Bible says in Hebrews that he is the express image of God. Jesus not only brings God's message, Jesus is God's message. And we so needed God with us because how else could we know the creator of all of the heavens and the earth? How else could we know the creator in all his glory, in all his majesty, in all his power? We can't see him through our natural senses, through our vision, our sight, our touch. We can't see him, but through Jesus, we know him. John 1, 4 says, so the word, the word of God was made flesh so that we could know him and he can reveal the father to us we desperately needed Emmanuel we desperately needed God with us because we needed to know the father the eternal word of God took upon himself human nature and became man in order to reveal the eternal God through a human person so that we can know of his love, so that we can know of his mercy, his kindness, his grace, so that we can know the Father who desires relationship with us, the Father who wants us to acknowledge him in all our ways so that he can bless us. I have to tell you today that there is no other way to the Father if not through his Son, Emmanuel, God with us, Maybe you're here today and you don't know the Father. Maybe you've heard about God. You've heard about what other people say about God. You hear about what the culture says about God or about Jesus, but you don't know him. Maybe you know religion and maybe you know tradition, but you don't know God. I want to tell you that he wants to be known by you. He knows you. He loves you. At the end, there's going to be an invitation. And if you feel to receive Jesus Christ, into your life as your personal savior the altar will be open and you'll have a chance for repentance to say God forgive me of my sins I believe in Jesus I believe you sent him I believe that you can forgive my sins and I can now become part of the family of God the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 12 salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we can be saved Jesus came Emmanuel came to be with us to reveal the father to us so that we could know that there is a father in heaven who loves us not a father who maybe someone taught you one time is looking for heaven and says aha uh -huh, I'm gonna catch you doing the wrong thing or make God a, a monster who doesn't care no that is not the God of the Bible the Bible tells us that there is a God who desired relationship with us that he gave his only begotten son he sent Emmanuel God with us no other religion no other idea no other philosophy captures this the divine the creator to be with his people
The saddest part is that God is available, God is willing, and many times we neglect that relationship. So in this Christmas season, let us stop. Let us pause. Let us think. And let us say, God, you've put all this in motion because you want it to be with us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why, Emmanuel, God with us? Why those words? Why did the prophet say it? The first observation was because we desperately needed him to reveal the Father to us. The second observation we can make, why the words of the prophet? Why God with us? Because he came to free us from sin. I don't know if that's good news for you, but that's good news for me. That is good news for me. Jesus came to deliver us from the guilt and the power of sin. And we know that sin is that obstacle that destroys or that severs our relationship with God. It's like, if you can imagine with me, a huge boulder, which is so great that I myself cannot remove it by my own efforts. If it is removed, deliverance must come from God's side. God must take the initiative to save man. God must take the initiative to save us. And guess what? God has done it. God has done this. He sent his son from heaven to earth to remove that obstacle and make possible our reconciliation with God. Hallelujah. By dying for our sins, he removes that barrier. He bore what I should have borne, what we should have borne. He accomplished for us what was impossible for us to accomplish. We were powerless to accomplish it, but he did it for us. He did it because it was the will of the Father. He came to remove sin from our lives. That we don't need to be slaves to sin anymore. And we can be in a right relationship with God. And we can have the peace of God and have peace with God. Hallelujah. When we repent, it is the action of asking God to forgive us of our sins. And we feel regret. We feel remorse. And we can acknowledge and we can accept this great act of love and restore us to a right relationship with God. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is why he came. And that is what we should all be centered on in this Christmas season. Why celebrate? Why the goodness? Why the kindness? Why the gifts? It is because God gave his perfect gift to us to be with us. If it's been a long time since you haven't heard the voice of God, if it's been a long time that you haven't separated time to talk to him, it's just like any other relationship. If I neglect my relationship with my husband, we're going to fall on hard times. If we stop communicating, problems will creep up. No matter, it doesn't matter with the pastors of the church or how good we think we are or how pretty we think we are. No. If we do not nurture that relationship, it goes to the wayside. And the thing is that God prepared a way for each and every one of us. Let us take time this Christmas season to understand, to know, to appreciate, to experience accept the love of God and come into right relationship with him.
Maya Perlman says this, living faith in the crucified Savior results in the crucifixion of the old nature. When we have living faith in the crucified Savior, we can crucify the flesh and sin no longer has to dominate our lives. And you might say, well, Pastor Becky, I don't know because I struggle. And let me tell you something, we all struggle. We all struggle. No one avoids the struggle. But we have an ally to help us, and that is the Holy Spirit of God. We have an ally who empowers us so that we can walk. Because some people might say, well, I can't do this Christian thing. Guess what? Nobody can. God did it for us through Jesus. Becky in the flesh, I've said it a million times. Becky in the flesh, can't do it. I know I can't do it. I've tried and I can't. Becky in the flesh is weak, is broken. I can't judge right. I can't live right without Jesus. Without Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit that helps us. It helps us in our communication with him. It helps us in our walk. And this in turn affects our lives, affects our marriages, affects our relationships. It affects our conversations. It affects how we make decisions. It affects who, who we're with, where we go, how we spend our money. It invades our whole life for the better, for the better. Hallelujah. God with us, hallelujah. He, Jesus, reconciles us through his sacrifice. And the sin that causes the wrath of God is put away forever because of Jesus Christ. We see this when we read the story of the adulterous woman when she was caught in sin. She was there caught red-handed. She was there condemned by the law, surrounded by her accusers. But Jesus comes and accomplishes what she was powerless to do for herself. She couldn't defend herself. She couldn't save herself, but he comes to her. God with her, he sets her free from her condemnation and tells her, go and sin no more. This true story is my true story. This is what God did for me in my brokenness, in my sin, in my struggle with no defense and no salvation, no way out and no power to change. But yet, God with us, Jesus came to me, healed my broken heart. He loved me, forgave my sins, and freed me from the shackles of sin. That is why we do what we do, because we love him. Because we love him, because he is worthy. Because never again, I don't want to forget. He forgets my sins forever. He forgets my sins. I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget because I know who I was without him. And I need to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. We needed Emmanuel. We needed God with us because he liberated us from the hold of sin. Maybe you're struggling with sin this morning or habitual sin and we feel condemned and we feel the shame of our sin in our past, but we don't have to live like this. There is a choice. Jesus who loves us, Emmanuel, God with us came to free us from the power of sin. Hallelujah. 
And that is the good news of the gospel. That is the good news of what God has done. Sometimes, and I'm talking to the church right now, we get so comfortable. We get so comfortable with our Christian label. We get so comfortable the way we live our lives that we forget the whole point of it all. The whole point is that we need to have relationship with God. It's not, let me, ministry is beautiful. Serving is beautiful. In this house, there's so many people who serve, and that's awesome. But that's not primary. The most important thing is relationship with God. And because we have right relationship with him, then we want to serve his people. Then we want to serve in his kingdom. Hallelujah. We don't work to get relationship. No, we have relationship. And because of that relationship, we serve. Hallelujah. Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. He came to reveal the Father. He came to liberate us from our sin. He came. The third observation we can make this morning is the prophet said that the virgin shall conceive. She shall give birth to a son and give him the name Emmanuel. God with us because he came to make us ready for heaven. Hallelujah. He came to make us ready for heaven. How many know that we're not made to forever be here? We're not made to forever be here. This is not our, our, our last stop. People live that way. And even in Christian culture, people who know Jesus, let me tell you, death is not pleasant. Death is sad. And in our human nature, we cry, we sad, but our words need to be different. Our mourning needs to be different. Because if we believe the reality that he came to make us ready for heaven, we know that when I'm no longer on this earth, how whenever that shall be, it's okay. I'm going to be in eternity with him. Hallelujah. He came to make us ready for heaven. My permanent says he took our nature in order to glorify it and make it so fit for a heavenly destiny. Hallelujah. The Son of God became the Son of Man in order that the children of men might become sons of God. Hallelujah. And one day they or we shall be like him. Hallelujah. The Bible says the Son of Man became, the, the, the Son of God, sorry, became the Son of Man and shared in our human nature and in our qualities in every way. He was Jesus 100% God and 100% man. So he suffered the way we suffer. He suffered hunger and thirst and grief. He even faced death himself. Yet he was so in touch with heaven from where he came. He had such a relationship with the Father that Jesus, God with us, also came and forgave our sins. Jesus was superior to the religious regulations. He's superior to the religious traditions. He finished his work through his suffering he endured and did it unto death for our salvation. For who? For whosoever should believe. Anyone who believes. He came to get us ready for heaven. 
he arose from the grave because I think that in Christmas season you can't talk about his birth without talking about his death and you can't talk about his death without talking about his resurrection and you can't talk about his resurrection without talking about his victory and his victory is our victory and because he lives we shall also live hallelujah thank you Jesus he made a way to heaven for us. He made a way. There's so many people who ask the question, what happens after life? Is there life after death? What happens to my soul? What happens to me? We have the answer. We have the answer. He made a way to heaven for us, for his people, for whosoever should believe. And we know this is true. We see the words of Jesus in John chapter 14. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am now going to be there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. He's preparing a place. He's made the road to heaven open for each and every one of us. You might be here and you might say, well, I feel like I'm not ready or I'm not good enough for heaven. Nobody is. We can't work our way to heaven. I can try and be the best person. I can try, I mean, even Mother Teresa with all her wonderful good works. Even the holiest or the best person that you can think of is not worthy. We're not worthy. But Jesus made that way. And because of his sacrifice, we can now have the hope that if I am not here in this body, I will find myself in heaven with him. Hallelujah. He made a way for us when he became Emmanuel, God with us. Now we can know the way. Now we can be secure in our salvation. Now. We can place our faith in Jesus Christ because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the life, I, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Emmanuel, God with us. And you can even make it more personal. Emmanuel, God with me. When? Not just when I'm sitting here, but in my everyday life. In my everyday life. We, th we heard the three observations. Why did the prophet say God with us? Why did the virgin conceive? Why did Jesus come? So that he can be with us. So that we can know the Father. So that he can remove the stain and the shackles of sin. And so that he can prepare our way to heaven. What does this mean for you and me in our everyday life? What does this mean for us tomorrow, Monday morning, we get up and we go to work? What does this mean for us? Spurgeon says that this beautiful name, Emmanuel, means first that God in Christ is with us in a very near association. 
That's what Spurgeon says. He says that the word with, in the, in the phrase God with us, in the original language, expresses the strongest form of with. It's not merely in company, to be in the company of another person, but it literally means in the Greek, with, united, sharing with, a firm bond, and it implies close, close fellowship. We're with each other here, but we may not be in close fellowship with one another. Maybe with your spouse, I would hope so, and your family. But this God with us is in close fellowship with us. Being with us in, in our very nature, God is with us in all our life's journey. You're not going to find a place in your life where Jesus has not already been. From the day that you were born to the day we leave this world, world we can see Jesus' footprints in our lives. Have you ever been alone? He was alone. Have you suffered loneliness? He suffered loneliness in the desert and on the mountainside. He's been there. He's been there. Where can we find ourselves? On the hilltop or in the valley, in the land or at sea, in daylight or in darkness, wherever life takes you, God has been there. Jesus' footprints have been there because he is Emmanuel. God with us. In every situation and in every emotion, in acceptance or in rejection, in love or in betrayal, in gain or in loss, in assurance or in doubt, you will discover that Jesus has been there before you. People got a wrong theology. They think that when things go bad in my life, where's God? He left me. Where's Jesus? That's a wrong understanding of who God is. We got to know the right, what the Bible says. God with us is God in every situation, in every emotion, in every place. Be it good, be it bad, be it blessing, be it suffering, be it tears or be it laughter. God with us, that does not change. That does not change. This especially is true especially is true when it comes out with his sweetness the, the presence of his sweetness especially when we suffer especially when we're in our sorrows God is with us in our sorrows God is with us in our sorrows Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus have you wept have you suffered have you cried have you been talked about? Have you been misunderstood? Have you been labeled slandered for righteousness sake? Has it troubled your soul or your spirit? He has said himself in Psalms, reproach has broken my heart. Have you been betrayed? His friends sold him too for the price of a slave. When we find ourselves in places that are so dark, so deep, we don't see the path. It's there where we have to lower ourselves, go down and discover that there are the footprints of Jesus because he has been there already. God with us. Don't be dismayed. God is our, compa our companion. God is with us. 
And in this season, as we joyfully celebrate his birth, as we conclude, you can also know and rejoice in the fact that God is with you. God is with you in whatever situation, wherever you are. Everybody here is on a different place in their journey. Everybody. And it is amazing to know that different people, different places, different situations, God sent Emmanuel because he wanted to be with us. And I love in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1 states this, right? Matthew chapter 1, the verses we read, Emmanuel, God with us. But Matthew finishes in chapter 28, verse 20, where Jesus says this at the end of the book of Matthew, Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. God with us. Hallelujah. It is his promise and it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Let us stand to our feet. Do you have relationship with God? Are you taking full advantage of that relationship? Do you find yourself in your presence, not just here in church, but in your home? Do you feel the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God knocking at the door of your heart and says, I came to be with you. Not, not only with pastor, not only with the leader, not only with that person. I've come to be with you. God with us. He longs for us. Do you know him? Do you love him? Have you been enjoying sweet relationship with him? The virgin gave birth to a son. His name is Emmanuel. God with us. Listen, you don't have to walk alone. You don't have to battle alone. You don't have to make decisions alone. That time when, when we all get there, we're like, God, just nobody understands. He does. He's been there. Look for his footprints. We don't want to take the time to do it. And it breaks the heart of God. He gave us everything. His very life. He knocks at the door of your heart so that we wouldn't have to be alone. So that we wouldn't have to feel alone. So that we don't have to battle, make choices, decisions, or raise kids, hold the marriage together, advance in your career. You don't have to do any of those things by yourself because Emmanuel came, God with us. I love my family. I love my husband so much. But I know that we can't be together forever, even though that's what the movies tell us. And I'm all in. Let me tell you, I'm a happy, I'm a happy ending love, rainbows, unicorns, the whole nine yards. That's me. I love it. But I know, I know that I will never be alone, not because of my family's love, not because of my husband's love, not because of any of that. I'm grateful for it but because God came to be with me in life and in death and on the other side God with us that's how we have to walk this life let us pray dear Heavenly Father I thank you for your word I thank you because you came father you came because you saw us you knew Lord God 
that December 18, 2022, there was going to be a group of people who desperately needed to know the Father, who needed to be saved from their sin, Lord God, who needed to be ready for heaven, and you came. I thank you for your great promises. I thank you for the truth of the gospel that you came to be with us. We can't find that anywhere else in any other religion, philosophy, theology of man. Lord God, no, it is only in you. God made flesh to be with us, to walk with us, to have relationship with us. God, I pray that we would appreciate, accept this great gift that you have given us, Lord. Open our hearts and our minds to receive it. And in this Christmas season, Father God, that we would recognize it. I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name. As the musicians and the worship team is worshiping, if you need prayer, if you want to get back to the heart of God, if you want to get ready to make 2023 a year like never before in walking with the Lord, in walking with the Lord, we have to recognize that God is with us. And if you desire prayer so that you can commit yourself to that, so that the Holy Spirit can lead you, so that you can know right now He is here. The altar is open as we worship the Lord. God bless you and God keep you. taking the time to listen to this sermon. We pray it blesses and encourages your life.